Hello there, warriors. I hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is that you are listening to this episode. And in this one, I want to talk with you about how it is okay to move forward when someone you love is not. And I'm going to give you some perspectives and a couple tips in here to hopefully help you do just that and reasons why you absolutely need to. So before we get into all of that, though, I just kind of wanted to give you an update on what's going on on my end besides this podcast. So I have my nine weapons of hope, which if you've ever read Still Standing After All the Tears or used the workbooks under that same name, I have the nine actions to battle your beast, which I originally created specifically for people like me who were moms with sons and daughters in addiction and from that perspective. And of course, I've learned so much more since I first created those and new ways of thinking about them and a lot of the same concepts, but many, many different and improved concepts just because I've, as I said, I've learned so much and gained so much more insight and wisdom and and been through a lot more since, a lot more since. And so I am working on nine weapons of hope 2.0. So I'm actually going to streamline them. And I've, I've just got some really great ideas I won't get into here, but know that I'm working on that. So I'm going to have some new courses and coaching with that. So you can work with me one-on-one if you'd like. And, um, and also in some group settings and, I'm also creating an app. So the app is going to make it so much better to consume this kind of content, but more important than that, to really get it inside of you so that you can use them. Because I'm telling you, if all you're doing is listening to podcasts, and there are some amazing ones out there, and or scrolling through social media, unfortunately, all that does is kind of get you maybe inspired a little bit and maybe kind of motivated but you have to have tangible tools. You have to have something. What do I do right now? Uh-oh, I'm in this situation. This is what I'm up against. Times are tough. Because most people who follow me have been through really tough situations and are probably going through them right now. And so it's really important to be able to know right now, what can I do? So I'm working on bringing more of that to you. I'm excited about that. So stay connected with me, not just in this podcast, which I hope you are subscribed to on one of your podcast apps, but also that uh, you're connected with me through email because that's the best way to communicate with me. So make sure to go to ValerieSilvera.com and just write the very first thing you'll see is Warriors and Hope. Just join that right there and I will send you at least weekly emails and keep you updated on everything that's going on. So, okay, let's get into it. It's okay to move forward when someone you love is not. I didn't say it was easy, but then nothing worth having, doing, or being is easy, guys. Nothing. I mean, you've ever built a business? It takes 10, 20 times longer, much more money, so many roadblocks and challenges you never could have anticipated. It's like that with anything. It's always more challenging than we think but it can be so worth it to do it. So this is not some, you know, there's no such thing as a quick fix with anything that I do because I'm dealing with our deepest feelings and fears and struggles and challenges and traumas. Of course, it's not going to be easy, but is it possible that it's necessary? 
So if, I really want you to first just think about this. What good is it if you have a loved one who is not moving forward in life, perhaps moving backwards? In fact, I honestly think we're either moving forward or backwards. Getting stuck is, I mean, I still would use that term, but getting stuck isn't really staying in the same place. It's getting, you're stuck from moving forward. But if we're stuck, we're typically moving backwards, right? Because life is constantly in motion. So what good is it for both of you to be stuck moving backwards or even self-destructing? What good is it? So when my daughter was in her addiction for all those years, I felt guilty. I felt badly. I, did, I mean, if I was out having a good time, I didn't go on vacations. I hardly did anything. Because it felt wrong. It felt like I better just, you know, stick around around town just in case she came, you know, out of nowhere, wherever she was off to that I didn't even know half the time and needed me and I could come running. I mean, I put my life on hold in so many ways. And again, because we don't get just stuck, I was moving backwards in every area of my life, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and even physically. And it's worth mentioning that I mean, I definitely fell to my knees more times during that 13-year period, and even the 15 years that Jamie was alive and in her addiction, but specifically 13, riding that roller coaster. So you might think, oh, well, it sounds like you were actually more engaged spiritually. I was begging God and doing all sorts of things, but I wasn't really spiritually moving forward. I was still stuck. I wasn't living out what I believed. I wasn't living with courage, which we are called over and over and over in the Bible to live courageously. I wasn't doing that at all. I wasn't having faith that I could be okay no matter what. And that brings up a really good point. You've got to get to a point where you know in your bones, in your spirit, in your soul, in every fiber of your being that you can be okay even if the worst thing happens. And I'd love for you to be able to think that you could be better than okay. I could have never imagined it, but it is possible. I'm living proof of it. But here's the thing. What we don't want to do is stay where we are. And then God forbid that really bad thing happens, something even worse. And then we're so ill prepared. We can never even get back to, to level ground, right? Let alone moving ourselves forward at all. The best time for you to get better, for the best time for you to build more courage and strength and wisdom and perspective and have tools and resources is before the you-know-what hits the fan. And I would say the second best time is probably while it's hitting the fan. And then if it's already hit, I guess that's the third best time. So the point is wherever you are is the time. It's the time to do that. So even if you feel badly and you feel like it's not okay, I'm here to tell you that it's not just okay, it's necessary. As I mentioned, what good is it? I mean, I really started to think about that. Well, so what good am I to anybody, including Jamie, if I'm stuck down on that mat with my beast on top of me, whispering in my ear and screaming in my face, telling me what a terrible mother I am, what a failure I am at, at life, how much I've disappointed God, and on and on it went. I wasn't helping her. I wasn't helping her by being depressed. I wasn't helping her by being sad. I wasn't helping anybody. In fact, I was making it worse for everybody. This is your life. And I know that's very difficult, especially for parents and specifically for moms. 
seems like women have a harder time with this, that it's, it's more difficult for us to separate ourselves from especially our children, but from many of our loved ones. But here's the thing. You have to remember that our lives impact others, but we are not in control of anybody's life. We're barely in control of our own lives. You've heard me say this over and over. We can control what we think, what we say, what we do, and our feelings. Yes, even our feelings. They might come, but we get to decide how long they stay and how they impact us. So that's really what we can control. And so we're sitting around in this false sense of control. Like I was telling you that I didn't even want to go out to dinner, let alone go on a vacation or do anything for myself during all those years because I felt like I had to stay on high alert. So if I stayed on high alert, you know, I'd be ready, prepared. Trust me, you're never prepared for these types of things. The more prepared I would have been, would have been had I worked on myself, had I worked on having courage and more faith and valuing myself more. I had pretty much lost my self-confidence and my worth and value as a human being. Forget as a mom, but as a human being, I felt like I was just a big disappointment and that my best days were behind me and I'd really just messed up too much, even though you know, what was going on really had nothing to do with me. But I took it on and I lived with so much guilt and shame and fear and just everything that I'm not supposed to be doing. So I'd like you to remember that your child is not more valuable than you. And I know that might hit you hard in the heart because I spent so many years thinking that was the case. But I want you to think about this. You are somebody's child. And let's say that, okay, let's take it a step further. What if you didn't have good parents? So you, you know, you say, well, Valerie, that one doesn't work. I don't have good parents. They didn't care about me. You are God's child. And you are just as important as your loved one to him. You're just as valuable to the world. No matter what your story is, where you sit today, you are just as valuable. And so it's really not right. It's not fair. It's not fair to the world. It's not fair to God. It's not fair to yourself, those around you, people you haven't even met yet that you can impact. It's not fair for you to remove yourself from the impact that you have, the impact that you must. So just keep remembering that your value is just as great and you're here for a purpose. You're here to do something. I understand constant grief. I do. I mean, my daughter was killed just as I'm recording this just over seven years ago and I live with a hole in my heart, but I don't live in constant grief. So what I want you to understand is that I believe I will always have this hole in my heart. It's never going to heal till the day I die. It's just the way it is, but I don't sit around in constant grief. I refuse to do that. And I learned that earlier on while Jamie was in her addiction. And this could apply to anybody, by the way, guys, this doesn't have to have anything to do with addiction. This, these kind of concepts can really apply. But the point is that you don't have to stay in constant grief. That's really a choice. And again, you're probably sitting out there going, yeah, but Valerie, you don't get it. I hear a song, a smell, just a memory pops into my head and I'm transported back and suddenly I'm feeling sad. Absolutely. Those feelings can come out of nowhere and they happen to us in a nanosecond. And all of those things I just said have happened to me many times. But we get to decide what next. We always get to decide what happens next. How long will we let the feelings stay? How will we allow them to impact us? What are we going to do with them? So grief 
is the price we pay for love. So if you don't want to have any grief, you just don't love anybody. You know, but you, you still would probably grieve a loss of a job, a position, maybe your youth. It's unavoidable, right? Grief. But I understand the constant grief, as in the case of addiction, where you feel like you're losing them over and over and over and you never know what's around the next corner. And so, you know, back to that high alert thing, all that did for me was give me adrenal fatigue and make my thyroid condition worse and just affected my health my sleep, so many other things. So staying on high alert didn't help. Staying in constant grief didn't help. I was losing my hope, my happiness, my joy. I literally didn't really have the ability to feel true happiness or joy. I might've looked like I was, and I'm not trying to say that I was being disingenuous. It was just that I was trying and I would put it out of my mind and be the jokester that I am and you know the life of the party and all that. But there was always a track running, right? Simultaneous, which was, where's Jamie? What's she doing? Wow, everyone else's kid is here and this person's doing well and their children are doing well and they're getting married. And, you know, there was always that. And I still fight this, by the way. I want you to make sure you understand that whoever you're getting your wisdom from, your coaching, your tips, your resources, whatever, I don't know. I mean, if they've been through something really tough, if they really truly have, and they go, but I'm over it, you know, and I'm all better. And this is, you can do that too. I don't know if that's being truthful, honestly, because I don't know that some of this stuff will ever completely move through or get over, but we can get significantly better. And by the way, here's even better news. In certain ways, we will become far better than we ever were or would have been had we not been through what we have. There's so much opportunity in our struggles, in our adversity. So really... The first step you have to do is to give yourself permission, permission to be okay when someone you love is not, permission to have value, permission to say, oh, okay, I'm worth moving through this. I'm valuable too. My story matters. I can live above this situation. And when you do this, it is not giving up hope that these are, that's a separate issue. And it's not giving up on the person. You're not losing hope. You're not giving up on the person. You're still hoping, believing. You're hoping still to be some kind of a role model for them. And as a matter of fact, I would pitch this out to you. When you do this, when you reclaim your life, when you stand up and fight, when you move forward, when you use your story for good, when you embrace your adversity, when you do all of this while somebody else is not in a good place, you are a role model even if what you're going through is not exactly what they are, it doesn't matter. You provide hope to them. That spark, that light in the darkness, that belief that if you can do it, they can too. That's what you've got to remember. Staying stuck doesn't help anyone. It hurts them. So it's not giving up hope, losing hope. It's not giving up on them. But what it is, is demonstrating self-love, showing other people that it's okay to love themselves. God loves us. We need to love ourselves too. And what it is, is walking out your purpose. Because, you know, it's almost kind of like a poo-poo to God, right? To go, well, you know, sorry, can't work on that purpose. Can't walk out what you brought me here for. Can't do that because I'm stuck over here and you let this other thing happen. What? You're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose right? 
I mean, we are supposed to be shining examples of hope, of God's love, of of all of all the things that are good. And then these bad things happen to us and we're sitting over here and all we can think about is the bad. We can't seem to find any good because we're so stuck in the bad. We're stuck on it. We're stuck in self-pity. What you need to do is lead the way. Be that shining example of hope. One of the problems that we come up against when we make that decision to do this is that we go, what? I'm not going to have control. I like control. (laughs) People like control. I mean, in some way, we're all control freaks. I mean, let's just, can we just get that out there? I don't care what kind of a personality you have. Even if you're a very passive type person, we all want control in some way in our lives, especially when it comes to people we love and certainly outcomes. We want to have outcomes happen the way we want them to, the way we expect them to, the way we think they should. I don't know about you, but I found out in my life, whoa, lots of stuff not happening the way I hoped, wished, dreamed, prayed, none of it. Okay, so now what do you do with that? We need people to be okay. We often tie our happiness, our joy, our very purpose for our existence to this other person, to this other outcome. You have got to realize how little control you have. And that doesn't mean you flip it, you know, you're flippant and you say, okay, well then forget it. I can't control anything. I don't care anymore. This is not about caring. Separate issue. Not about giving up hope. Separate issue. You've got to dig down, my friend, and you've got to find the courage to move forward and the courage to be okay no matter what. And I would like to take this even a step further. I am specifically speaking to those of you who are willing to step up to the courage plate and believe in the value of your story outside of whatever is going on, whatever is happening to you, and that you can actually use it for good. Whatever this thing has come and hit you upside the head, that life's proverbial two by four, as I call it, that you are going to step up and darn it, you're going to use it for good. You are going to be like those other people that you've seen out there going, wow, look what she's doing. This awful thing has happened to her. Many awful things have happened. And man, she's out there making a difference in the world. Why can't you be that too? You don't have to do what I'm doing. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to start a nonprofit. You don't have to write a, rent a billboard and tell everybody your story. But you do need to be resigned. Not resigned. I don't like that. It's like, yeah, okay, I give up. Never mind. You have to be committed to using your story for good because everything can be used for good. I could have never imagined going through all the things that I have. So many. I haven't even shared a lot of them. And, and yet being where I am. And again, Don't think that I've got it all figured out. Don't think that I don't struggle too. But that's the thing. That's why we are in this together, you and me. I might just be a little further along than you. I want to be that light for you, that shining example of hope. So I'm going to be so excited to get the Nine Weapons of Hope 2.0 going, but I'm also going to start out with a six-week challenge that I'm going to hopefully um, get out in the next few weeks. It depends on how quickly we can get our app going because it has to get approved by, you know, Apple and Google and all that, and we've got to finish it, and there's, there's a lot going on. But in the coming weeks, in the next couple months, 
I'm excited for you to work this challenge. Step up to that plate, like I said. I'm calling to you because it's time for you to start being a difference maker, for you to be okay when someone you love isn't. And to know that not only will you be okay, even if the worst happens, and by the way, my friend, something really great could happen. The outcome could be wonderful. What if you do have all these wonderful outcomes and you're just a mess? That's no good for anybody. So be sure that you are following me on social media. Valerie Silvera is on Facebook and Valerie underscore Silvera on Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel also called Valerie Silvera. My website, like I said, make sure you're connected to me via email. Subscribe to this podcast. By the way, you're the first to hear. I'm actually considering starting a podcast with my son, Sean, and it will be fun and informative and just a whole different kind of angle. I'd love to know what you think about that. Feel free to send me an email at hello at ValerieSilvera.com. Let's stay connected because we really truly are in this together. So you get ready. You wait. I'm coming to you with some real empowerment, some tools that you can implement into your life ASAP so that you can become the best version of yourself. This isn't just some, you know, motivational mumbo jumbo. We should all be doing this. Why would we not want to? Why would we not want to take everything that has happened in our lives and figure out how to benefit from it? If I can do this, so can you. We're in this together, my friend. Never forget, your story matters. So live it courageously.